Hi all and welcome back to Breaking Point, episode 2. To recap previous episode, we spoke about the Bernie killings, um, Willoughby, Australia in Perth. And today's episode is another very interesting, unsavoury character. Uh, a man known by the name of Martin Bryant. For those who don't know uh, who Martin Bryant is, he's an Australian man who's known for murdering 35 people and injuring 23. Uh, it was known Australia-wide and worldwide as the Port Arthur Massacre, which is one of the world's most deadliest shooting sprees between 28th and the 29th of April, 1996. He's serving 35 life sentences plus 1,035 years without the possibility of parole. Not that you'd live for uh, 1,035 years. Um, no parole too, so... Uh, there's quite a few photos getting around of uh, Martin Bryant on the internet. His main Wikipedia one is... He's got really nice curly blonde hair. It's a bit like uh, a murderous Thor, really. Um, now, the the difference with this guy is that he had the... He, basically, he had an IQ of 66. He was like a child. Um, they couldn't really diagnose what was wrong with him. He obviously had some sort of disability, uh, intellectual disability. Um, and as it, as it does state, that his uh, IQ is that equivalent to a, an 11-year-old. Um, cannot read or write, does a bit of gardening, watches TV. Um, yeah, so from his childhood, he had a pretty uh, bleak future. Um, they couldn't really say. It was, it was schizophrenia. Uh, conduct disorder, ADD or ADHD, um, or Asperger's, or maybe all of them put into one, or a mood disorder, as they all kind of say. Um, so he didn't really get help, um, at all throughout his life, which is pretty bad, I mean, it's just kind of goes to show the system uh, the system breakdown, system failure I mean there's no, at the end of the day there's no one really to blame except for him because he's the one that took it upon himself to go out and uh, go on a bit of a bit of a rampage uh, as you would as you'd like to call it so he's still in prison hasn't died yet no suicide, nothing like that um, 51 years old 51 years old. Poor guy. Poor, uh, poor victims and families. No one's, no one's the winner. Um, in this, so let's, let's talk about what happened on those fateful days. There's been conflicting and confused accounts of what led him to kill 35 people. It appears that it could be his desire for attention, as he told a next-door neighbour, I will do something that will make everyone remember me. So, let's, uh, let's talk about what happened. Now, these 
in the lead up to uh, to these murders. So, which these these guys were his first victims, Dave, uh, David and Nolene uh, Martin. Now they owned a bed and breakfast guest house called the Seascape uh, down in Tasmania. They had bought the bed and breakfast that Martin's father wanted to buy, and his father had complained to uh, Martin. Oh, this is confusing. Martin, Martin's, Martin. Uh, older, older Bryant complained to his son, Martin Bryant, on uh, many occasions that uh, there was damage done to his family because of the purchase, because apparently Martin's old man um, wanted to buy the property. Uh, and his idea of it was that the Martins... David and Nolene, had uh, deliberately brought the property to hurt the family and uh, blamed the Martins for the depression that led to uh, Mr. Bryant's death. So you could imagine an 11-year-old sort of lashing out. Um, he doesn't understand certain things. He just sees that his dad was upset. His dad died. Who's to blame? So he goes after the, the, the people that his dad complained about. Uh, he fatally shot them in the guest house prior to uh, travelling to Port Arthur Ruins. Now, Martin Bryant entered a cafe. It was it was called the Broad Af Broad Arrow Cafe on the uh, on the ruins historical sites grounds, and he was carrying a large blue duffel bag. So he sat down, had a had a meal, breakfast, however you want to, whatever you want, that time of the day. Straight after he finished eating, Martin got up and he moved towards the back of the cafe and set a video camera up on a vacant table. He took out a Colt AR-15 SP-1 carbine, semi-automatic rifle, and then he started firing from the hip. He began shooting patrons and staff. Within 15 seconds, he'd fired 17 shots, killing 12 people and wounding 10. He then walked to the other side of the shop and fired 12 more times, killing 8 more people while wounding 2. In that time, he had changed magazines before fleeing, shooting people in the car park from his yellow Volvo as he drove away. Four were killed and an additional six were injured. That, that's, uh, that is one, one bad rampage. Um... I don't know if people would have noticed, you know, it's some he he might have been a regular there. I don't really know, but he got got up, put the put the bag, put the bag down, got out the old camera, pulled out the old rifle, and uh, the rest is history. So he drove three hundred meters down the road to where a woman and her two children were walking. Ah, to a children, anything to do with children is terrible itself. He stopped and fired two shots, killing the woman and the child she was carrying. See, that's that's just downright fucking pathetic. It was pathetic killing anyone, but to, kids are innocent. They don't need they don't need um, they don't need to be mentioned or anything. Um, the older child fled but Bryant followed her and killed her with a single shot. 
He then stole a gold BMW by killing all four of its occupants. A gold BMW, that's... I don't know why you'd steal such a... Uh, such a beautiful car like that, as well as, you know, something that would stick out. Um, especially if you're, you're going on a shooting spree, you'd want to choose something a little bit, uh, a bit more inconspicuous. Short distance down the road, he stopped beside a couple in a white Toyota, drew his weapon, ordered the male occupant into the boot of the BMW. Now, he's obviously, at this point in time, I don't know what was going on in his head, but I don't know why you'd sort of grab someone and, and chuck them in the uh, in the boot. Maybe maybe a hostage. I don't know. Let's uh, let's continue on. After shutting the boot, he fired two shots into the windscreen of the Toyota, killing the female driver. He returned to the guest house, set the stolen car alight, and took his hostage. There you go. Took his hostage. So he was thinking clearly. Um, I mean, you to to uh, yeah take a hostage. That's that's pretty smart. Um, and took it uh, took the hostage inside the bed and breakfast guest house uh, with the corpses. The police soon arrived and tried to negotiate with Bryant for many hours before the battery in the phone he was using died. That ended all communication. His only demand was to be transported in an army helicopter to an airport. Sometime during the negotiations, Bryant killed his hostage. Now, uh, uh, well, I don't know why you'd choose an army helicopter. That's, that's a bit extreme. Why, why wouldn't you just get a normal helicopter? The next morning, 18 hours later, Bryant set fire to the guest house and attempted to escape in the confusion. Suffering burns to his back and buttocks. For those who don't know what a buttock is, it's, it's your ass. Uh, he was captured and taken to Royal Albert Hospital where he was treated and kept under heavy guard. Alright, so he's, he's gone on a shooting spree and what undid him in the end was uh, he set fire to the house, had no idea what he was doing uh, and attempted to escape in the confusion. What's so confusing about a fire? Um... He set a fire. What did he? Did he think it was just going to let him escape? But anyway, at the end of the day, the fire is the real hero because it uh, got him captured. Bryant, when when it came time for prison, so he uh, his trial began seventh of November, nineteen ninety six. He was judged fit to stand trial was initially pleaded not guilty but was persuaded by his court-appointed lawyer and the prosecution to plead guilty to all charges. Two weeks later, Bryant got 35 life sentences plus 1,035 years uh, without the possibility of parole. To be served for the natural term of his natural, for the term of his natural life. For the first eight months he was held in a purpose-built special suicide prevention cell in almost complete solitary confinement. Now, he got off a bit lightly on that one. He remained in protective custody for his own safety until he was moved to a newly built detention centre 10 years after his conviction. All right, now, he attempted suicide in 2007 
uh, slashing his wrist with a razor blade. Then he cut his throat with another razor blade, and so on. Whilst in prison, uh, Bryant <clears throat> was diagnosed with having borderline intellectual functioning, Asperger's syndrome, and antisocial personality disorder. Right. Let's um, let's have a bit of a, a talk about this now. This is uh, this is personally, oh, as I said, previous episode. I am no psychologist. I read a lot. Um, I do see these things. You sort of come up to your own conclusion, really, um, and it's whatever your brain processes um, to to have these. Imagine if he was tried now, or this sort of stuff happened now with all the uh, the new technology and new psychology, and not that there's old psychology, but I'm sure psychology's all the same. That uh, he would be probably diagnosed with quite a lot more things. But then again, mind of an 11-year-old. Now, if an 11-year-old did this, would he be classed fit to stand trial? That's a question that should be asked. I mean, you've seen... The, the thing that's wrong with the Australian justice system um, is that you do see many, many cases where someone will commit a murder um, and then they'll go to jail for three years. Whereas somebody will rape somebody and next minute it's 10 years. Uh, recent years, um, I'm just jumping off the, the Martin Bryant train for a minute. Um, to compare this case, uh, the Burke Street killer, uh, a guy basically got in his car, high on meth, um, and ran down a whole heap of people. He killed quite a few people and injured injured a lot as well. Um, he was sentenced to, uh, off the top of my head, 46 years, no parole, uh, possibility of parole after that. Now, what does, what does he get? Uh, why does he get 46 years? I mean, there's a big difference between 35 life sentences plus 1,035 years to 46 years. Um, the different different states in Australia with different rules. There was oh, also the new the new rule. He tried to uh, tried to be unfit, say he was unfit to stand trial and, and they used, tried to use meth as a um, as an excuse. He was high on meth. This is what happened. Um, and over in, I think, Victoria, uh, which is southeast of Perth, or straight across the other side of the country, really. But their rules, they, they, the new law that's been passed is that you can't you can't go, uh, meth isn't a, you can't use meth as an excuse anymore. Um, it's psychosis, meth psychosis. But who's to say Martin wasn't high? I mean, did he get drug tested? I 
couldn't really tell you. 1996. How old was I? I was 14. 82, 92, 96. Yep. 14 years old. I remember watching this on the news. Um, sad case. Um, I've only ever been to Tasmania a few times. You can sort of feel the vibe. I don't think they've really got over it down there. Um, it's probably the worst thing that's ever happened in Tasmania. So far. Not, not that anything would happen, but touch wood. Um, so just, just rolling back on, on a bit from, uh, from his childhood. Um, bullying by other children. He suffered violent, violent bullying by other kids. Uh, during certain psychological assessments, he also uh, it was noted that Brian liked to torture animals. So he also taught. This is there's almost a trend uh, you can see happening. So look at uh, I think it was Dharma. Uh, he tortured animals, and look what he grew up to be. Um, probably a nice guy, but he had his uh, needs, and he did have needs. Just liked a bit of bit of fun with uh, chopping up bodies and eating them. Hmm. So he also persisted in teasing younger children. So this like this. I've seen this in a lot of families as well. So a kid will get bullied at school and then they'll come home and bully their younger brother because they cop it. So if they want to, uh, if they get bullied, they look for an outlet um, and bully other children, smaller than them or younger than them, or possibly the same age, but that's how things work. Uh, I don't, uh, bullying's been around for a long time. It's only become sort of prominent in previous years. Um, same with new laws. You know, you can't really say anything to anyone without somebody taking offence. Um, all these new rules and regulations and occupational health and safety and, and being fit for work. And anyway, I'm sort of going down the wrong track here. Um, intellectually, intellectually impaired. So some questions do need to be asked. I mean, how the hell do you get hold of a fucking AR-15 Colt? It's this. This was the reason why law was changed in Australia as well with weapons. Um, Semi-automatics or automatic rifles had to be turned in, uh, and you get money for your for your weapons. Um, that was a law that was put through Parliament and changed. So if you've uh, been caught lately with a semi-automatic or an automatic rifle, then you'd get a fine or go to court or whatever, really. But seriously, it's... I don't personal opinion it's you don't blame the weapon 
Um, the it, it's up to you at the end of the day, really. Now, there's been a lot of um, speculation uh, about... So there's conspiracies, um, as is everything. Bush did 9-11 and so on. There's a website. Uh, it's a petition. Um, uh, I won't say who's, who's opened it. It's a Facebook petition. Uh, petition's now closed. It's had 3,000 supporters. That's interesting. Now, this was done four years ago about looking again at the Port Arthur Massacre. Now, get this. Martin, Martin Bryant... Martin Bryant is innocent. Very interesting. I mean, did he uh, transfer his consciousness into... Well, uh, here's, here's one. Maybe he's possessed. He was possessed. And then the fire caused the evil entity to escape his body and left poor Martin to deal with the police. Anyway, moving on. 29 apparent anomalies need addressing of the Port Arthur Massacre. Here we go. The story goes, 28th of April, 96, Martin Bryant slash evil entity went into a cafe with a couple of semi-automatic rifles. A car, I'm pretty sure I read one. Um, maybe, maybe it was a couple. Open fire on the patrons, killing 20 people and then moving around the Port Arthur historic penal colony. Penal colony. Penis colony. Penal colony. Killing another 10 or more, then moved onto a site where he was holding hostages. Uh, I believe it was one hostage. And murdered two more before police smoked him out of the burning house. The police did not smoke him out. He smoked himself out. Um, leaving the house the next day with third-degree burns. Let's mention it was on his ass and his back. Alright. Someone with a blonde wig and driving his car with the passport on the dashboard. What doesn't add up and what multiples, com what multiplies complicity? Okay, let's go through some theories. Number one, the Tasmanian government purchased a 16 to 22 body hearse in the year leading up to the event. Three strange predictions were publicised in the media. The first, there is reason to think that the Port Arthur Massacre was planned as early as 1987 um, because of gun control. It always comes back to gun control. I don't know why. Uh, so, let's not... This, uh, there's always a reason for something. They wanted gun control. Oh, how are we going to do it? I'm sure they had that conversation in Parliament. How are we going to control guns? Well, let's recruit some young 11-year-old-minded guy who lives in Tasmania that we have no idea about and get him to go on a shooting spree. Then we're going to make him uh, possess him with some evil entity which will uh, cause the evil entity to go and shoot people. Sure thing. No problem. Local police were called off an hour in the opposite direction at the time of the massacre, to a heroin stash, which turned out to be jars of laundry powder. I, I don't think... I, I've never seen heroin in 
person, but I'm pretty sure that I would know the difference between that and laundry powder. I don't know. Feel free to send in some messages. Um, how did they know? Maybe it was the smell. Uh, maybe it was the smell of lavender. Who knows? Uh, Brian has no memory of being at Port Arthur that day of the massacre. Got it. That was it. He was possessed by an evil entity. Um, case closed. We do know that there are spirits on earth and an evil entity possessed him. That's why he has no memory of it. Uh, yeah. Coerced to plead guilty. Satanically accurate. Shooting performance equal to the best military trained known killers. Said Brigadier so-and-so. Uh, ratio of kill to wound shots. Well, let's... Equal to the best military trained... No, if he was equal to the best military trained killers, he would not have left these people alive. At all. And you're firing off the hip, you've got an automatic shotgun, you're bound to hit something, especially in a close proximity. Um, this is a load of fucking shit, to be honest. Um, there is no DNA evidence at all from Bryant found at the Broad Arrow Cafe. Oh, okay. No blood splatters or DNA evidence taken from Bryant's clothes or his vehicle. Right. This is pretty open and shut, really. Not one witness positively identified Bryant on the day. Only two identified him one month later on a photo board after his face had been on the media. And Bryant was also named as the lone gun nut shooter and his personality defects discussed on Good Morning America within 24 hours of the evening news. Okay. Um, there's a lot here. Um... Let's, uh, let's try and find an interesting one, shall we? Um, oh, coincidentally, there was a trauma surgeon conference in Hobart that Macaba weekend. Well, okay. That still, who cares? Um, police chief goes AWOL after the shooting, never to be heard from again. I've discussed this on many occasions with some people. Everyone has their own theory. Um, of course, there's going to be holes in these cases. Everyone looks for uh, for a reason why he didn't do it. At the end of the day, what happened happened. There's a video. Oh, I don't want to watch the video. A lot of these people were adults. A lot were kids. Um, may they rest in peace like I said many times uh, murder's not fun nor is anyone dying at the hands of a uh, evil entity or whatever you want to call it so he he had psychological issues these are my closing thoughts. He had psychological issues. Um, it's, it's black and white, really. 
he went on a shooting spree and of course he couldn't be identified they're all dead jesus um he went on a killing spree killed a whole heap of people um got to his got to the the place that he burned himself out in um it's pretty far out asking for a army helicopter at the end of the day he did it if you want to believe it believe it if you don't don't it's probably one of the most interesting cases in australia um people like to to pick holes in it um and come up with theories i know i've had a few beers here and there and, and spoken about uh particular theories but look nothing nothing goes astray without a, a theory on on things and, and it's good to have your eyes open and explore different perspectives of of these murders i mean anyone can really solve a murder if they have the right facts but this was just straight up rampage killing um martin's guilty that's that's my thoughts so thanks again for listening to this podcast so that was episode two uh martin bryant frenzied killer or mentally incompetent or both signing off until the next one matt ballard thank you